Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, it's about that time. Let's do it. We're going to jump into Ephesians chapter 1. Um, just finished up the book of Romans just yesterday. So if you want to go back and listen to that, feel free to check that out on the podcast. Um, today we begin Ephesians chapter 1. And um, so I'm going to do one today. Uh, we'll release the podcast tomorrow for Ephesians 2. And then on Monday we'll do Ephesians chapter 3 together live on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is going to be good. I love new stuff, man. Even if it's just a new, new book of the Bible, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's new. Romans was awesome. Now we jump into something much shorter, about a third the length of the book of Romans, so much, much shorter. And a um, little history of uh, Ephesians. It's written by the Apostle Paul, like Romans was. Uh, it's known as a prison epistle. Because it was written by Paul in prison, along with Colossians and Philemon. Those three books were written by Paul while he was uh, a prisoner in Rome. Um, so Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. And um, generally not to correct anything, really to just to lay down some reminder of some important theological truths and to encourage them to live in unity as the body of Christ. So the theme of the, the book of Ephesians is really the body of Christ, unity of the body of Christ and uh, who we are. Uh, as we uh, talked about in the book of Romans, God has brought together this unique, diverse family into um, this new community called the church. And um, Paul spends about three chapters just talking about um, that amazingness, 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 <laughs> whatever, <laughs> awesomeness of that. And then in four through six, so it's really equal halves. First is kind of theological. And then the last four to six chapters of Ephesians are pr very practical. Um, you know, how to live this out in your daily lives, how to live this out in community now that you are made one in the family of God. So, so it's these really lofty theological things in the first three chapters and then rubber hits the road in four through six. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um, so, yeah, so Paul writes this around 62 A.D. Um, you can read, he, we, he started the church in Ephesus on uh, one of his missionary journeys that you can read about in Acts chapter 19. Um, so he, uh, so Paul, you know, did a lot of ministry in Ephesus. And so when he was in prison at Rome, he uh, wrote to encourage them and remind them of the awesome thing God has done for them uh, and for us through Christ. All right. With that, let's do this, man. You know, we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's read. It's a good idea. Let's do it. Welcome. All right. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. All right. Paul's who he is. He's an apostle of Messiah by the will of God. God, God wanted him to do this. This is what God called him to do. To God's holy people in Ephesus, um, 
the faithful in Christ Jesus. So the church in Ephesus. Now Ephesus was a it was a, it was like the center of of uh, pagan worship in that culture. The uh, temple to Diana was there. Uh, it was a very a very very diverse pagan culture. Uh, a lot of idol worship. It was the center of idol worship. In fact, the Temple Diana was uh, it was it was a, a tourist attraction. Man, it was believed to have taken two hundred years to construct. So at the time of Paul, it was a booming industry. Idol worship was a booming industry. People went all all over the world. They came from all over the world to see the mouse. I mean, I didn't. Did I say the mouse? I didn't mean that. <laughs> to see the temple, to see the temple of Diana. <laughs> Verse two. Grace and peace to you from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then now in chapter in verse 13 through about 14, uh, it um, it's a beautiful Jewish poem. Basically, it's a Jewish poem. Praise to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Everything you need is in Christ. Every spiritual blessing you need is in Christ. Verse four, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So what was God's intention before the creation of the world? That he would have a people who were holy and blameless in his sight. Before the creation of the world. In love, what was God's purpose behind all of this? What was the motivation? Love. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. God's intended purpose before creation was that people would be adopted into sonship. How? Through Jesus Christ. That's how it would happen. It was a it was a predetermined plan. People could be adopted into the family of God through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. That's what he wanted. He wanted a family. God's a family man. I mean, he's not a man. God has no gender. But God's a family man. He wanted a big family. It was his plan from the beginning to bring a family together. That's the gospel. That's why it's such good news. Paul will go over there, you know, why is it such good news? Why does Paul always call the message of Jesus good news? Because it's this amazing news that God is going to bring a big family together made of all races and people, Jews and Gentiles. That's the good news that now everyone has access into that family. It was God's, Paul is reminding us here in Ephesians. It was God's predetermined plan. That's what he wanted beforehand. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Verse 6. To the praise of his glorious grace. Yes. Which he has freely given us in the one he loves. So the grace that comes to us comes to us through 
Jesus. That, that grace has been made available to us through Jesus because of what Jesus has done. We have adoption into sonship through Jesus Christ. That grace has been freely given to us through Jesus. Hallelujah. So verse 7, in him, Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. We've been redeemed. The penalty for sin has been paid. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed from death and destruction. Through what? His blood. Not our good works. His blood. For the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And you just got to look around, child of God, right? God has lavished blessings on you. Lavished blessings on you. He's lavished blessings on me. And, he, and those blessings have come our way and they continue to come our way. They'll come to our way today through Jesus. Lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will. What's the mystery of his will? That we could be saved through Jesus. That's the mystery. Colossians talk us a lot about the secret. The secret ain't no secret no more. <laughs> the secret is Jesus. So with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will. This, this mystery that we could be his great grand plan of bringing a family, making one family out of all the people groups of the world. This mysterious plan of doing that out through a Nazarene Jew in the first century who came as God and died on a cross to pay for the sins of humanity and purchase our salvation so that we can become part of the family of God and filled with the Holy Spirit. All of that, that's the mysterious plan. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment. Jesus came at just the right time to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. <laughs> yeah, boy. He brings everything in heaven and earth in unity under Christ. Oh, that'll preach right there, people. That will preach all day long and on Sundays twice. <laughs> yes. All of Paul's saying is, man, this is God's plan, bro. God, this, this whole gospel thing wasn't like, oops, let's figure out a plan. But no, God predetermined. He knew this plan. He executed it to perfection. Glory to God. Yes. You'll also notice in verses 3 through 14, there's this intentional connection. We talked been here, but that we've talked before that in the Bible, there's no reference to Trinity. But in all over the Bible is the the presence of the Trinity. And this passage is an, yet another example of the presence of the Trinity, where Paul 
in the first three verses, like uh, three through six or so, he talks about uh, the father. Then in verses seven and eight ish, he talks about the son. And then in uh, the verses following that, he talks about the spirit, father, son, Holy Spirit, Trinity, perfect unity. He brought a family together to share in that unity. Mm. Verse 11. In him who? In Christ. In Christ. We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. He works out everything according to the purpose of his will. What God wants, the purpose of what he wants. He works all things out according to it. Why? In order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. He, he created a people that will reflect his glory and declare it forever. I'm ready. I'll declare it. We're already starting right here. Morning prayer. We're already starting. We're starting today. We've been starting for a while. We're praising the glory of God and we're going to keep doing it. We get in heaven with all in people. People that don't look like us, people from different different ages and generations, we're going to be part of that large community saying, yes, glory to God. The only reason we're here is because we have been found to be in Christ. Yes. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with his per- with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ Jesus might be for the praise of his glory. That's what he wants. That's what he predetermined to create a people for the praise of his glory. Verse 13. And you also were included in Christ. How do you get in Christ? This is a big question, right? We talk about this in Christ. What, how, if I'm in him, how do I get in him? What are you going to tell us right here? He's going to tell us right here. What's up? What's up, everybody? Yeah, he's going to say it right here. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. That's how you were included in him when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. And when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Here we go. Holy Spirit now. See, Holy Spirit is part of this. You were in him when you heard the message, Romans chapter 10, right? We talked about that. You hear the gospel, you hear the message of salvation, you believe it, and you receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, he is the deposit, the Spirit is, guaranteeing our inheritance. Woo! That little nudge of the Spirit, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and in my life, and in the, the life of the family of God, is a guarantee of our inheritance. Until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glory. (laughs) Yes. Verse 15, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. It's a beautiful thing when you see someone who loves God and loves his people, right? Yeah. Someone who has faith in the Lord Jesus and you have love for all of God's people. 
He says, man, when I saw that, I, I, for this reason, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, wisdom, discernment, and revelation, insight, so that you may know him better. Man, that's why we do this. That's what this podcast is about. That's what this daily prayer is about. That's what we spend time reading the word of God is about. It's what? So that God might give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we might know him better. That's it. Everything changes on that. Everything hinges on that. Verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. Oh, this is a good one, man. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a good verse coming up right here. Alert, alert, alert. (laughs) I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you might know the hope to which he has called you. Man, some of you might be discouraged today. We're praying that your eyes might be, the eyes of your heart might be enlightened so you can see the hope that God has for you, man. The hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. God's love and power towards you is the same love and power that was directed towards Jesus when he brought his lifeless body back to life. Mm, That's what's coming at us. That's what's coming at you. Through the Holy Spirit, through his word. That love and that power is coming at you. And it's also coming at the world. Resurrection power. Not only raised Jesus from the dead, verse 20, he exert, when he exerted, he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the, not, not only the temple, Diana. See, Paul ain't crazy. He's saying something right here. He's saying, look, this let you let it be known who's got true authority and rule. I know we're in Ephesus and I know all these people travel all over the place to, to worship at these temples. But I want you to understand and be reminded of something that the name of Christ is far above all rule and authority over power and dominion over every name that is invoked. Not only in this present age, not only right now, not only how we live, not only what we see, but also in the one to come after this life and world is over. Verse 22. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Praise break. Praise break. (laughs) Wow. I want you to notice something real quick before we we go to prayer real quick. And God has placed all things under under his feet, verse 22, and appointed him to be head over everything Appoint him to be head over everything for the church. I want you to see something. We often think that the church is is, uh, just uh, here by accident. 
But the world is you know, the, the world is the world and the church just sort of is here. And, you know, the church exists for the world. And, you know, we just kind of like we're like strangers, you know, we're like we're an afterthought. That ain't what that says. <laughs> that ain't what that says. That says everything. We aren't we aren't the, we aren't the periphery of the plan. We're at the right at the center of the plan. We aren't the we aren't on the edges of God's plan and the world is at the middle. No, no. We the church is at the center of everything that's going on. You want to know what's happening and where this place is going and what it's about? It's for Christ who did it for the church. God appointed him to be head over everything for who? For the world? No. For sinful man? No. For those far from God? No. For the church. His body. We aren't, we, aren't, we aren't the periphery of the plan, man. We are the center of the plan. The church, his body. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we think, man, we're outsiders. We don't, you know, we just, this thing's all about the world and, and what the world wants and what the world's doing. And, you know, church, we're just these little, this little minority of people who just, you know, having, being pacified until the end of the world. No, 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 no. God has placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. I hope you feel that, man. I hope you feel that. Yes. Yes. That's awesome, man. All right. That's a good start. It's a good start to Ephesians chapter one. Man, love the word of God. Love it. Hope you feel that encouragement. Well, thanks for joining us today. We're going to, you know what we do? We read, we pray. It's that time to pray. Lord, thank you so much. Wow. Thank you for your word. Mm, so rich, so powerful. Thank you for the blood of Christ that purchased our redemption for the forgiveness of sin, for the Holy Spirit that empowers us to pray and empowers us to understand and read the word of God and to apply it. And also is the guarantee of our inheritance. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the perfection of your plan that makes it possible for people like us to be adopted into your family. And you knew from the before creation that you knew the plan and you knew we would respond and you worked everything according to your perfect plan and perfect will. Lord, um, we are honored and humbled today to be a part of your people, to be a, a part of the great choir of people who praise you that give you glory and honor that you deserve. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray that they would sense your peace and grace today, that you would that they, you would encourage them and strengthen them. Let them know their their love and of their of that they're loved and their of their of their worth and their value. Lord, may you give us strength today to be your hands and feet and to let other people know uh, of this good news of God's amazing family and their um and that it's been our their 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 um their entry has already been purchased. Lord help us to be ambassadors of that good news. Lord may you bless each person today whatever specific needs they're facing, whatever issues they have going on, you know them. May you touch and move in each and every circumstance um for the glory of your great name. We pray in Jesus name today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. So we will do Rome or Ephesians chapter two 
it'll be on podcast only tomorrow. So if you want to catch that, um, just sign up for the for the podcast, and you'll be able to catch uh, Ephesians chapter two tomorrow. And then Monday, uh, just a few days, we'll do Ephesians three together. So thanks so much. You guys have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.